semi-live. All right. We are not live. This is a pre-recorded show. Please do not assume that we are just recording this live. Unlike Cheers, we are not recorded <laughs> in front of a studio audience. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Unmask the Podcast. Today's topic, we are talking about... Uh, things I didn't think about before martial arts. What is something that you didn't think about before martial martial arts? Uh, Martial arts is fucking hard. (laughs) So, for everybody who, uh, watches UFC at B-dubs and has never trained a goddamn day in their life, um... Wow, you don't need to call out our, some of our audience members like that. It's hard, guys, (laughs) just so everybody knows, uh, it's real, real hard, and it takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot of grit and training to do, and, um... Not everybody gets that. It's not just as simple as uh, going and running a mile. Are you, I think, okay, so <laughs> one of the things that I didn't think about is the lack of montages that I get, that I don't get. I never once got a montage. Yeah. A training montage would be nice, you know, with so, the inspiring music. I and put those I... together in my head all the time. Especially, like, it helps me, like, pass the time when I'm running. <laughs> like, if I'm, like, on the treadmill and it's, the treadmill's boring as fuck. In case anybody didn't already know that, running on the treadmill is got to be some of the most agonizing shit. Because not only does it just suck running, but it's so boring. You just hear your feet stomping. You're literally looking at a wall half the time. So a lot of times, especially like, I don't know, some real like, some heavy metal fucking kicks on or something. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to beat this imaginary person to death, you know. Like, I'm, I'm going, right? Like, so a lot of times, like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll think of shit like that, and I'll put together my own, like, montage in my head, and, I don't know, it helps me finish running. That's, <laughs> all right. So I need to do that because I definitely don't have any montages that I was able to uh, to put in my head, but... Um, so yeah, the lack of montages and how hard it is. It is really, really hard. I think, <clears throat> I think, you know, like every time I don't want to go to the gym, I know I have to go because if I don't, I'm not going to get any better. And I feel like, you know, the movies are lying to us. The movies are lying to you. It's not as easy as just feeling someone's energy and, you know, Uma Thurming it or Kill Billing it yeah, to the side. That's, that's true. Like, like pro fighters, like, you're not going to go, I mean, to fight a pro fighter unless you just get some scrub that just has no, like, shouldn't be a pro. And, and, and I don't know how he became a pro, but, you know, you're not going to train for a month typically and just go run this dude over and then there's gonna be some epic rocky music playing (laughs) (laughs) i think i think also something that i didn't think of is like how anticlimactic like the actual fights are when you're sitting there i mean like because not everything is ufc that's another thing that people need to understand that like Uh... not everything is the ufc so there's so many different things out there and like when you go to a muay thai competition there's so many fights happening at a time that, like, you don't have time to have a fucking, like, walk-in, like, walk-out song. Or, you know, yeah. like, have an entourage. Our, or our last tournament. It's that was so unglamorous. Like, that's another thing, too, is, like, your walk-out <laughs> music, literally, for most of your amateur fights, even some of your lower-end pro fights, like, you get, like, 
just a few minutes to, like, walk out, and there's no, like, theatrics. You don't get fireworks. There's no choreographed dances, which I personally, as a choreographer, um, am upset about. I'm kind of kind of mad about that, too. <laughs> but, like, most of us, until you get to a very high level, don't have the budget for the choreographing and all the dancers. But if you need someone to choreograph a walkout dance, I am here for you, and you know where to find me. So, so there's that. Hire Sarah for choreographing <laughs> your, your walkout music. Uh. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I think the lack of theatrics and spectacle in just your basic fights, whether it be a jiu-jitsu match or Muay Thai match or whatever, is something that, you know, is is that, like, non-glamorous part of fighting. Yeah, what they, what they really bring out there, they don't, I mean, everybody has to deal with this, but, like, Especially at the lower levels, you you don't get your own dressing room. Just so you know, you don't get your own special locker room. You barely get a space. Like when we went down to Iowa, or when we over Iowa, people sorry, that was so disgusting. People had to like get up at the ass crack of dawn. Like you guys had to go and and rope off a section of chairs in a fucking hotel lobby. So what we area. got was a corner shared with what there are six of us fighting so six of us and including coaches and and anybody that came along with this we roped off a corner just so we'd have a of what a five by five space to fucking hit pads and and warm up and everything like so like so not everybody gets their own warm-up room that kind of blows right <laughs> that's um. that's that's not a thing until you get to like really high-end levels and also like it's it's a lot of fucking waiting. Like you're just gonna sit there and wait, and chances are you're not too far from your opponent. You can see him the whole time because again, you don't get your own special space. Like you see the guy the whole time. Sometimes you even see him warm up. You're like, damn. Like I remember one time I was literally warming up next to the guy I was getting ready to fight because it was it was another Muay Thai tournament, and like we were both hitting pads together. And I'm like, it was kind of a psych out for me because I'm like. I 100% get psyched out. He was hitting pads really hard. I think that's something (laughs) else that, like, I didn't think about is how much of a mental game you have to make sure that you're on point with. And, you know, I I mean, it is, it's really, really intense to sit there and watch a bunch of people who are probably better than you. I know they're better than me, you know, warm up and look sharp and look awesome. And here I am, like, trying to fight my already high anxiety because I'm a goddamn disaster of a human person and so it's just that's a a really you know that's a really hard part of it I think is trying not get yourself psyched out or psyched up too high or I don't know just the mental stamina that you need to do to compete I guess is is really well my favorite thing like like MMA like doing your normal like amateur and and low-end like I said pro fights and stuff isn't as bad because you know exactly who you're fighting, but, like, the Muay Thai tournaments, the Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, stuff like that, unless you've seen, like, them before and you actually scouted everybody that's in your tournament bracket, it's all a guessing game of who you're fucking fighting. Yeah. So, literally, I'm looking at everybody in the room and I'm going, he looks like he might be my size. I just wish... Okay, <laughs> like, that's... What, yeah, that's what it was in me. Where I was like, oh, she might be my size. I don't know. It's very different because weight and height are so weird and fluctuate yeah, so much. Yeah, so I'm looking at this guy that's like, looks like he's my size, and he's like, actually, I'm 125 pounds, or some shit. And I'm like, all right, well, never mind. So 
that's 30 pounds less than me right now or whatever, you know, so like... My thing is always like, okay, do they have elbow pads on? And then if they don't, then I'm like, okay, then they're not... Or they are in my bracket, or, or they could be in my bracket, yeah. <laughs> or, or like I'm suiting up, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm the blue corner. Is that guy the red corner? And then he puts on blue, and I'm like, all right, well, where's, fuck. <laughs> so I guess yeah, it's hard to gauge, and like, so you, it's a guessing game too. It's like, yeah, it's all mental. I mean, I was definitely well. It's not all mental. That's an overstatement, a shit but ton of it is mental, so much. Though. I mean, especially during. Like, one of the things I also didn't think about before going in is is how much everybody is thinking that way. So, like, when you were listening to the Muay Thai guys and they were talking about how when you're in fight camp and you constantly are second-guessing yourself, going, like, I suck today. Like, why am I even doing this? I shouldn't be fighting. la da 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 And I think for me, that specific podcast helped me kind of understand what everybody else was thinking. Because, I, I mean, honestly, like... With theater, coming from a theater background, everybody is all about sharing their emotions. <laughs> and oh. in fight camp, it's just different. Like, you, it's a it's a very different atmosphere. I mean, I'll tell you how I feel. I mean, <laughs> hey, this sucks. <laughs> Everything hurts, and I'm doing terrible. My weight's not going where I want it to go. Yeah. You know, or I was up a pound this week, and I ate less somehow. Yeah. Or, or just some bullshit your body does revolt and piss you off, and fuck with your head in in two months of a fight camp your your body weight goes up and down up and down up and down and especially if you check your weight every day yeah. like you're you're getting to the to the wire of when you need to weigh in and you're like oh shit i gotta i gotta get on the scale every day because i have to be on point i have to be losing this much weight every day or else it's just not gonna happen or or to make it easier on myself i have to do this amount and that is a mind fuck in its own like you ever get on the scale on a Friday and you're and you're two pounds less and you get on the scale on Monday and you're three pounds over and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And you're like, oh, well, it was the weekend and you ate an extra, you know, cracker or some shit. And I'm yeah. like, seriously? <laughs> what did I do differently this weekend that I didn't do any other weekend or something? And it's, it's constantly a science of trying to figure out what the fuck your body's going to do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't think before I got into martial arts that people... Cause so I was always obsessed with my weight, but it was for a completely different reason I think, than when it when I came in, and then when I heard everyone else obsessing over it, it made me feel less like a weirdo, and I felt like I found, kind of like a a very fun place that I can express my and indulge in my excessive like weighing and calculation of what I eat and when I eat and how much I work out and stuff like that. Um, but the other thing I guess I didn't think about before I became into martial arts is like how, <laughs> how you really do just have to, like, I talk about martial arts with my martial arts family, trying to talk about it and trying to, I guess, geek out about it with people who don't do it is really, really hard. I mean, I guess that's how it is for any kind of whether it be yeah. a sport or hobby or interest. But I just don't think... I've had a lot of people, especially in my theater group, who've just been, you know, really put off by the idea of tapping into what they would like to refer to as like a Neanderthalic mentality of beating people up. And 
And they're like, haven't we evolved past this? And I'm like, no, and that's okay. People, people <laughs> say that. Yeah, I've definitely had yeah. people just be really off-put and disgusted by the idea that, like, it is a sport to watch other humans beat other humans up. And to me, that piece is always in someone, you know, and I think the appropriate time and place is fine to do it in. And and honestly, it's such a skill and it's such an art. It really is an art. You really do have to learn so many different aspects of you know, physicality and, I mean, just in the idea of reading someone else or psyching someone else out. There's there's so much more to it than just punchy face. I mean, obviously, punchy face is still really punchy fun. Punchy face is... <laughs> punchy face is lit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Punchy face is lit. Uh, coming soon on the Master the Podcast, punchy face is lit t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you guys some merch. Um, that's actually a pretty dope idea. Not to, not to not to completely pause everything, but would everybody like to see that T-shirt? Why don't I would, you just scratch it on your? I'm gonna go ahead. Notebook. I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. On your, you want to go ahead and throw out what you got? Your fancy computer. Oh yeah, I got my Surface Pro uh, Seven. Go ahead, Surface Pro Microsoft. You can sponsor us if you want to. Punchy <laughs> face is lit. Is lit. Um, I didn't think about how everyone is injured at all times, every time, every day, all the time. Every day of the week. Every, every second, second of the, of day. the day. I literally spent half the day sleeping today because <laughs> I was so exhausted. Because what a lot of people don't realize is, even at the low end of pro, you don't make shit for money. So, shit. Even UFC fighters, just to say, there's UFC fighters that don't make what like a you know a decent wage as far as a job goes so like you know there's two fighters that make like less than thirty thousand a year and even in like you know hoboken indiana where we're from thirty thousand a year doesn't go very far <laughs> less than that especially like you know there's times when i make more than that and i'm working overtime i'm like shit man how how do i eat yeah how am i eating this week well i think it's interesting because you know you're coming at it in an angle of we are holding down two full-time jobs, you know, balancing other things, which I know we covered in one of our other podcasts. And then on top of it, training sometimes six to seven days a week, whether, you know, it's, it's a rest day or a work day or whatever. And I don't know, it's just, it's a lot. And then to pay all of those people, I mean, if you're a UFC fighter, you have coaches upon coaches to try and help you that you're trying to pay out of this very measly paycheck. Yeah, you, know, you only make money Hoping when you, to become, you know, a, a Conor McGregor or whatever. You only make money when you fight as a pro. You, unless you get, like, you know, sponsors and stuff to pay for things, you only make money when you fight. And you get, a, you get money to show up and you get money to win. And if you don't win, you only get to show up money. You still got to pay your coach, like, 20% or, or something like right. that. So if you make ten thousand a show, ten thousand to win, and you fight three times a year, you can make sixty thousand if you win all three fights. <laughs> well, sixty thousand is is, I, is dope, right? But then twenty percent of that, yeah, to go to your coach. I think also too is like something that um was brought up yesterday when we went to Fresh Time was like. I think I already said this, but it's not. It's all not all the UFC. Like there's, it's so 
not everything is a Conor McGregor Khabib fight. Like, it's so much, there's so many different, you know, hands in the game in, in situations like that. There's, you know, you don't get to see them going to all of their jiu-jitsu tournaments, you know, winning things like that. You don't get to see them going to their, you know, whatever else tournaments and stuff like that. And I think that's a huge part of, of it. That's just kind of like the the main thing the, the, that everyone yeah. focuses on. The and, and, so and, and some of the Muay Thai tournaments that we do and all that stuff, like, not only, I mean, it's amateur, which is fine, but we pay for those. Like, you, actually, you pay money to go do those. Well, I know? actually thought, too, uh, before I really, really started getting into it, and before I started watching um, UFC, I always, I think I remember asking you at one point, does it bother you that you love jiu-jitsu so much that a fight can end with one lucky punch? And it felt to me from the outside that jiu-jitsu was such a small part of it. And because even when they get on the ground, it always just looked like someone was getting punched. So for me, it was always about the striking game. But when you start to train more and you kind of understand it a little bit better, which I'm not an expert, um, it becomes so much more balanced, I think, when you watch it. And you kind of understand, oh, that's a huge part of it. I don't know. It just, it, it definitely makes you watch fights when you train. It makes them a little bit more accessible and, and it helps you understand what the fighter is going through, even if it's just on a very small level. But what yeah. else did you think about? We all go through like the same kind of camps and stuff. And, and, and fight camps really agonizingly hard. Um, people don't realize how much like you put into a sport and sometimes you do get clipped in two seconds. And then it's like you just spent two months of grinding and killing yourself to get in the best shape of your life to lose all this weight, all this agonizing stuff you do, and then it's over in a flashbang. Yeah. And like, son of a bitch. I did all that work. And, like, that's... Especially, like, your team, everybody in the martial arts community, like, everybody's really cool, like... Because they know what you did. They know what you went through to get there. So, like, everybody's really cool with, like, oh, okay, well... Yeah, you lost. You, you gave it everything you had, whether it was 10 seconds or 10 minutes. You know, you did everything you could. So, they understand it more so. But even, like, your closest friends and family, whether they know what you went through or not, like, everybody generally is on your side because, you know, whether they whether they get it or not, like, they still support you and what you do and, like... I think they support you, but I definitely think that... Um... Winning and losing, everybody has always, anytime I lost, which is a lot. <laughs> Same. Um, I don't think anyone ever disingenuinely means when they say, it's okay to lose, you learn something. I don't think that they say it as a, um, a participation medal. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, I really feel like, at least for me and my experience, when my teammates have lost, I genuinely, when I say it, if I say it, or even if I think it, it really does mean something. And it really does, I really do feel the meaning behind that. Um, so 
But I don't think that it feels like I don't think if I told my in fact, I know that when I tell my parents that or when I tell them that I almost have to reassure them that it's okay that I lost. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas I think in the martial arts community, everyone is right there with you and they know exactly what you've gone through. And and almost everybody you've talked to has, has suffered a loss in yeah, one way or another. You don't have another. to explain it to them. You don't have to explain it to them. It's so nice. And, and what a lot of, because another thing too is like, sometimes you have to explain to yourself that it's okay. Yeah. Because like, you know, the fact is like, you went through a training camp two months, however long, of grueling, you know, just getting your ass beat, losing weight. But so did the, the guy or girl you fought. They did the exact same thing you did. Right, exactly. There's, It's not likely that they just decided to... I mean, sometimes some people take, you know, a, a few days' notice and come on, and then they end up whooping your butt for some, you know... It happens, but like, but you nor nine chances out of ten, that same, you know, the same person you just fought probably did the same thing you did. And I wouldn't even say it comes down to who wanted it more. Sometimes it's just a matter of, like... That person was better than me that day, and that's okay. Like maybe they got a few more punches off, they felt better that day than I did, or, or whatever. It's not necessarily that they, were just. It's not always about that they were just way better than you. It's just they beat you that one time. You know, it's it's possible that you know you can come back the next time. Like they've had. That's why they do trilogy fights. You know, they they you know you come back and you beat them, and they have to do it again because you're one on one now. Like that's it's. It's a matter of, okay, I beat that person this time because maybe my camp went better than theirs or maybe I, I got that lucky punch and they didn't or, you know, like like when like when Rose <laughs> fought Ioana, she caught her in the first round of the first fight. Second fight, they went all five rounds. You yeah. Because she got her with that good shot in the first fight. And so they're like, okay, well, let's run it back. And she beat her again, but this time it was decision instead of a, a knockout in the first minute and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, I think I think not having to explain yourself to fighters is is really nice. I think it goes along with that mentality of like finding a family in the fight, which again, that's never something that I thought I would ever come out of and be like, yes, this gym is my family. Like. I didn't think about that at all. And now that I'm here, you know, everybody at that gym, I would, you know, go toe-to-toe with anybody who talks shit about my family at <laughs> my gym. Yeah. So, but the other thing I didn't think about, this is so trivial, but also um, the upkeep of, oh, the, exp- <laughs> the price of a gi um, and... You know, like washing them, and you've had to teach me so much about the upkeep of your equipment because I didn't realize. I don't know. I just when you're, it's just different. It like a gi you can't you wash, but you don't you don't dry yours. Some no, people do. Because if you dry them, they well, mine of all like I mean the good ones typically don't shrink. I don't think, but I just don't chance it. Or I've like, had shitty ones that like I've washed and dried them, and then they became capris, <laughs> and then you can't fucking wear them. Well, you, we certainly didn't grow, that's for damn sure. Yeah, that, that never um, happens. Or, like, you know, don't dry your Muay Thai shorts. I'm not a person who gets a shirt and that says dry clean only. Like, if it says dry clean only, I'm not buying that like, shirt. Like, you know what, I guess I don't need to wear it. <laughs> but, like, with Muay Thai shorts, you don't dry them and you have to hang them. And like, your wraps, you have to wash. And how terribly smelly your gloves will get. And if you don't lice all that If you shit, don't lice all them. Or, like, the fact that you could get ringworm if you don't, you know, scrub it up. 
Yeah. Like with very intense soap. Uh, Armbar soap. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I so, use Armbar like crazy. <laughs> now, I, I, I've heard... Uh, I had a friend who went to a, the doctor once for, I think he had a bad case of ringworm or something, and, and the doctor told him that those soaps were BS. Um, I've been using them for a while, and they seem to work really well for me, so I'm going to keep doing that, because <laughs> I still come out smelling clean. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was another thing, like special soap and everything like that. Like, I think it's... Don't quote me, but I think it's, you're supposed to shower within two or three hours of rolling. Yeah. And that kind of thing, because if you don't, then it's it's a pretty good chance of ringworm or anything else. You can get staph infections, and and that's why, like, after every time we roll jiu-jitsu, like, somebody is spraying the mats down and cleaning them, and, you know, because infection's a serious thing. And again, this is support where you typically pay for it. You don't make any money, so, like, you know... You don't need any, like, ringworm or anything to go to the doctor for injuries. God, injuries suck. You know, <laughs> it's another thing. Like, a lot of your fighters, I don't know as far as insurance goes, if they even have any. And if they don't, like, in the gym, you get hurt. You know, if you get hurt in the fight, it's one thing. They usually cover it. But if you get hurt in the gym, it's coming out of your pocket. Yeah, I didn't think about how much you get hurt in the gym and then I you know I actually I remember like I used to take pictures of all of my bruises and then eventually it just became so much that I was just like I'm this is really dumb just take a picture of my whole body it's it's all bruised it's one solid bruise I really love my evolution as far as uh my makeup situation so I remember like being like oh I'm gonna get makeup that doesn't run off my face and now I'm like I I will never fucking put makeup on before I go into the gym fuck that and I (laughs) yeah I don't don't wear makeup everybody you don't never you look so good though thanks like your eyeliner I I mean your lashes are so thick I thought that you had eyeliner on it's 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 a genetics I mean I don't want to dog anyone who wears makeup to the gym it's just my personal thing is I just don't have time for that shit. I remember physically doing my hair before I got to the gym, like even setting in an hour, and now it's like I don't care. And I have no problem with that. And I think all of the people at my gym have seen me at my worst. You know, I've cried in front of all of them. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't cried in front of all my, my gym mates. I've in front of all of them. But uh, they've, they've seen me get my ass kicked, and they've seen me deal out some ass whoopings. And, but no I've seen one all has them. seen me deal out an ass whooping, but like I'm pretty sure everybody's seen me get my ass kicked, and I'm okay with that it's because fine. everybody is so. It's, it's great. like I said, it's a family. It's like it's your, a family. It's your your brothers and sisters that fight each other all the time. It's kind of what we do, but we're not mad. But at But there's each other. a ref involved, and we're not mad at no. each other. We're wearing typically, you know, anywhere from four to sixteen ounce gloves, shin pads, a lot of times. It's fine. Choke each other out. Good job. Good job, buddy. High five, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I've I love the connections that we've made with different people. It's been really great. I think before I started martial arts, I didn't think that it, I was going to become as close as I... I didn't think that I would really have anything in common with them because coming from a performing arts background, and then I realized that coming into it, there's so many overlaps in both, you know, a performing aspect or dance and how 
you know, you have to be tip top and, you know, as a ballet dancer, your career pretty much ends at right around 35. Um, because your body starts to just disintegrate. I think it just disintegrates. Your bones just disappear. <laughs> See me, I don't it feels uh, like it. But I think with us, it's just it's a little different. It's you know you beat yourself up though. But each yeah. of us beat ourselves up. And fighters, fighters' bodies. It just depends on who you are, and some of it's a, again, it's a mental thing of how long you can go. But and then some of it's also uh, your body goes. All right, dude, that's enough punches to the brain. <laughs> I've had enough. You are stupid now. You can't add. And see, with me, it's like, well, you were stupid before, and you're just going to go out just at zero. You you neutralize, so it's fine. You just get punched in the face as much as you yeah. want to. When, Nothing is going to hurt that when idiot I, when, I, when I die, I, I want to I go in like a, like a, like a 747 just crashing down. Like, <laughs> I want to look like I was just mangled, like I had a great time. You know, I don't need a pristine, pristine shell. Uh, preferably becoming a tree. I don't need to go. Preferably, I don't. I don't need to be put in a casket. I just want to become a tree so I can be tall for once in my fucking life. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh! Well, this was a really short episode of Unmask the podcast. We wanted to keep it short, sweet, and simple for y'all. Uh, what if it, what did you guys think of before you became a martial artist? Hit us up because we always like to know what you guys are thinking about. It's hard to not have you guys in the room. We're not going to go ahead and take call-ins. Sorry. But um, but, uh, but always shout out to us. Um, spe- again, special thanks, uh, Better Beings Float Center. I'm going to get with you guys pretty soon and get back in there and get a float in. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, I mean, everybody pretty much has my Instagram, Brandon Super Saiyan. Um... What else? Unmaskedpodcast.net is our website. You're probably listening to us from there or on iTunes. Holla. We are stepping up. Uh, we have our YouTube channel. It's under my former chunk, now hunk handle. Um, and Punchy Faces Lit t-shirts coming soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe dog t-shirts. Like four dogs? Yeah. Dogs play Punchy Face is lit? Is that what we're trying to say? I just want to see dogs in shirts. Okay, well, maybe we'll do a dog clothing line, too. But first, <laughs> I would like to get some Punchy Faces Lit t-shirts. If you want so, one, like I said, give us a shout-out. Always recommend us to your friends. Uh, you can donate to my Venmo. <laughs> Brandon Super Saiyan. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. We're, we're going to make these fucking shirts. Shut up. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Be safe out there. As always, we are here to help you unmask your true potential. Thank you.